Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I'm Erica Leek. And this is our podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. And as some of you know, um, in this podcast series, we discuss issues that prevent us from being socially just and free. And the goal is to disrupt uh, the, the status quo of racial inequality and inequity in, in, in systems, really, that we all kind of operate in. And so each episode challenges us to be the change that we want to be. And so in this, um, this is the second part of our series, which is Things I Wish I Knew About Race. And so today we're talking about um, just something that we've all either talked about or thought about, mm -hmm. which is what about the N-word? You may be touching on some nerves today. What about the what about what the a, N word? About the N word. Ooh, you won't be hearing us say it. That's for no, sure. No, you won't. Mm -mm. You won't. But we do get that it is something, particularly as educators, um, and particularly in spaces. Well, even it doesn't really have to be a diverse space. Right. I mean, the truth is, is that that word gets bandied about fairly frequently in a lot of the spaces that we operate. And so it's important really to just kind of pause and just really unpack it and mm -hmm. talk about what might be um, just a, a really effective approach, I think. Yeah, so do you remember um, there was an episode, I guess it was on Peacock um, where, and I'm not trying to give shout mm -hmm. out to Peacock per se, but it was Bel the show was Bel Air, yeah. kind of a, a, a remake, if you will, mm -hmm. of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes. Uh, and in the episode, um, Carlton, that one of the characters um, on the show, who was kind of like the preppy character, and he was a part of the lacrosse team. And so the lacrosse team and Carlton were listening to a, a song, and the song had the N-word. And the lacrosse team was predominantly made up of his white classmates, and he being a character who was a black mm -hmm. character. And so they're singing this song and the Will Smith character, who um, is the cousin to Carlton and lives with Carlton, is like, what are you doing? You know, he's like upset yeah. because, you know, all of the all of the kids are saying, repeating the N word mm -hmm. in this particular song. Yeah. And it's like a big thing. And he's like, you know, and, and Carlton doesn't want to like make any waves. Mm -hmm. And he's basically like, you know pushing, you know, his cousin back, like, you know, leave us alone, whatever. Yeah. It should, it's not a problem. Leave mm -hmm, it alone. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Will character is like really upset mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. and, you know, what have you. And what we find with this N-word is that oftentimes there's controversy yeah. about the word. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and it puts people in spaces, particularly where, like in that example, where we have you know, um, you know, individuals who are white, individuals who are black, it puts people in spaces, one of confusion, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes there's like this really great conflict. So some, you are like, you absolutely can't use that word. And some are like, well, it's a song. Mm -hmm. Why not? It's a song. I really like this song and I don't mean anything by it. 
And that really is precisely some of the challenges, really. It's like this real conflict right, around yeah. and this real ambivalence mm -hmm. around the use of, of, of that word. Because we read a, a scenario um, or a case study, yeah. if you will, um, in, about a classroom situation um, where the teacher overhears a group of kids using the N-word, mm -hmm. putting the A at the end mm -hmm. of it instead of the E-R. Mm -hmm. and, and the teacher's like, what did you say? You know, and, and tries to, you know, find out what they're saying. And, you know, the kids basically brush it off as, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, the, the non-black student uh, is basically like, you know, they don't mind. That, you if know, I use it. If I yeah. use it. Mm -hmm. And the teacher tries to address, you know, the one black student in the group who the, you know, the other kid mm -hmm. talks over and responds for him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the teacher essentially is trying to get to the bottom of how the student feels about this word being used. And ultimately, the, the, the case study kind of leaves the reader having to kind of sift through, yeah. you know, the, the complexities mm -hmm. of that scenario mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, how it should be addressed why it should be addressed, and in what ways should it be addressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, another complex scenario, right? Because in that same case study, there is a black student, a girl, who says, you know, you shouldn't use that word, right? you know, and you're lucky you're not getting hurt, you know, or something like That's, that. And the right. teacher responds kind of harshly to her. And so, um, so in this space where you do have an African-American student who says, I'm offended by that, I don't, I don't like that, um, you know, um, so then what happens, particularly if a non-black student feels licensed to use it? And so I think that scenario was really good. And even the one um, from the, the television show, because particularly as educators, you know, we face that scenario all the time, I know I did as a teacher, um, but we face that all the time. So we hear it, we don't like it, and so then then what? Right. And um, very often, um, because we hear it so much, you know, we don't really do anything about it, you know, we let it go, um, or we'll say, okay, you know, we'll do something passive, like watch your language, you know, make kids are, still using it and so so then what happens like um so what do you so so what do you do i think one of the things to really understand is really important to understand the history of that word and the weight that it carries yeah yeah yeah, yeah so let's talk a little yeah. bit about that history mm -hmm. because i think a lot of um, teachers are very uncomfortable yeah. when they hear the word, mm -hmm. especially non-black teachers, but even black teachers might be uncomfortable yeah, sure. when they hear the term because they're not really sure right. how it should be addressed. Um, and a lot of times school districts will just have a blatant, you know, um, no tolerance yeah. policy. But I think we should understand some of the nuances sure. um, and even kind of share a little bit more about that. So when we think about um, the N-word, the N-word actually is derived from a Latin word, mm -hmm. Niger. Mm -hmm. And that word um, actually just means the color black. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. you'll, you'll see in a lot of different languages, you know, mm -hmm. where the color black mm -hmm. is is a word that's similar. Yes. You know, so mm -hmm. in in Italian, it's, it's um, neural, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
and in other languages it's it's very mm -hmm. similar so mm -hmm. it's it's just the color black yeah. so like your your blouse mm -hmm. is black mm -hmm. there's nothing that's right that's problematic about that mm -hmm. um, about the word black the n-word became derogatory in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. So it's first written about by a guy named Jose Easton. He's a black intellectual who um, was writing during those times. Mm -hmm. He was a minister from Connecticut and he wrote, and, and it was really interesting because, you know, in those days, I, I, it's really interesting to read their the yeah. way that they, they, um, that they wrote. Mm -hmm. And I actually have to read this because I just think it's so eloquently written. So, you know, Jose Easton wrote that the term is quote, is an opprobrious term employed to impose contempt upon blacks as an inferior race. The term in itself would be perfectly harmless were it used only to distinguish one class of society from another, but it is not used with that intent. It flows from the fountain of purpose to injure. Mm. Wow. When you, when you hear mm. that, when you read that, like, what are you, you know, what are your thoughts? And we can get back more into mm -hmm. some of the history, but just, you know. So I think it actually speaks to when people say it's just a word, mm -hmm. right? And I think um, what, you know, Reverend Easton's point is like, it's not just a word, it's the, it's the intent, right, of, of the word. And that last part about, you know, it flows from the fountain of purpose to injure. Right. So the whole purpose of that word was injury right 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 that's what I that's what kind of stuck out for me yeah. with that yeah yeah, yeah. no that mm -hmm. I mean I think that's really powerful mm -hmm. to um, to mention and and it's critical that teachers understand this history as well so yeah. now this you know this um, uh, this gentleman Jose Easton you know I, I've read about him in more than one source. Mm -hmm. So in our previous mm -hmm. episode, we talk about using multiple sources, mm -hmm. you know, in more than one source, they quote his mm -hmm. work mm -hmm. um, and they, they talk about, you know, his understanding because he really is one of the first ones to write yeah. about the use of the N word. Mm -hmm. And what's also important to note is how it was used and how society used the word really to create injury yeah. and to create shame for white children. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, they would say things like, you know, um, in rearing their children, you know, white parents, this is back in like the 1800s mm -hmm. and, and potentially even beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, they would say, they, you know, if a student, did, if a child did something bad and they were, they were reprimanded, reprimanded they may say that you're being worse than mm. an n-word or mm -hmm. um you're as ignorant as mm. the n-word mm -hmm. or you have no more credit than somebody you know that's the n-word um children were threatened that if they misbehaved they could be carried up carried off by an old n-word person or they'd be made to sit with one mm. or um you know any way that they can create shame with a child, yeah. you know, like you don't want to be associated mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. an mm -hmm. inward person, mm -hmm. um, and and so it was it was really a negative. Ex I mean, negative is it almost seems like a a yeah. kind word. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just mm -hmm. demeaning. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. even the childhood rhyme. You know, any, mini, miny, mo. How many of us 
grew up doing the childhood I rhyme. Did. Like, you know, we're going to play tag. Mm -hmm. Now everybody put your foot yeah. in, you know, in yep. the circle and you go around mm -hmm. and you, you know, that whole thing was not what we yeah. knew it was to be as children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, origi the original framing of that or phrase phraseology, if you mm -hmm. will, was any meeny miny mo catch a blank mm. by the toe, mm -hmm. catch an N word by the toe. Mm -hmm. And so that dates back yeah. to the 1800s. And here, as you know, children, when we were children, we were saying it, but we didn't know right. where it came from. Right. You know, no right. one had taught us that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this N word has deep, deep, deep roots, deep roots, deep roots. So it didn't just start with uh you know uh music mm -hmm. right it didn't mm -hmm. just start with hip-hop but it, it it has it has these really deep roots so you know when we think about like why should we address it it's really understanding the historical context right. that because it was really meant to demean but also dehumanize that's correct right and so if i don't think of you as a human if I think of you as an N-word, which is separate from everybody else, then you are dehumanized. And then I can, that justifies my treatment of you, justifies my marginalization right, right. Of, of a group of people. So it is important to address the use of the word, regardless of how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. And even regardless of how kids say, oh, I don't know, you know, that's my friend. We're, this is just a term of endearment. Mm -hmm. Like it must be addressed, right? Mm -hmm. And so we set those expectations high. I will say that in my classroom, and kids would say that, oh, it's just a, you know, um, it's just a, it, it's just a, uh, it's just a slang term. It's just, it doesn't mean anything. It means a lot and is not allowed in this space right. at all. Right. And I mean, even, you know, even in, you know, there would be a conversation at the, in the corner of the room. And if I overheard it, everything stops yeah. like it was that important and what happens is if you do that enough kids will rise to the level of your expectations but when we let it go when we don't address it when we use passive terms like okay that's enough or those kinds of phrases where kids know that you're not going to do anything right it continues to be used right. Right. but you can create the space where we don't use that language here and that's it right right and helping them to understand the reason yeah. why yeah so i think what as children we may not have understood you know the reason why it was such a, a horrific word you mm -hmm. know um you know being i i was born at the tail end of the of the 60s um and you know i know that it was commonly used in you know along with other terms mm -hmm. like men being called boy or, mm -hmm. or women being mm -hmm. called girl mm -hmm. I'm talking about black men and yeah. black women um you know to demean and to um uh to create a superiority versus inferiority um uh strat you know stratification in society you know that n-word was also used in that manner and what's really in interesting when when i was doing a little reading um on the N-word in particular, they were talking about the number of court cases that were driven by, um, you know, some type of racial mm. um, harm, mm -hmm, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so we know that other racial groups have, um, you know, derogatory terms associated with those mm -hmm. racial groups as well. 
Um, but in the court system, and I'm talking about the Supreme Court system, many of those other terms would come up, you know, several dozens of times. Mm. For example, some mm -hmm. maybe even come up a couple hundred times, mm -hmm. some of the other derogatory mm -hmm. terms. But the derogatory term that came up thousands of times mm. in the court documents mm -hmm. was the N-word. Wow. So they're, mm -hmm. you know, going back all the way to um, President Richard Nixon mm. and his use of the word, even Lyndon Baines Johnson mm -hmm. and his use of the word mm -hmm. never positively, yeah. you know, no positive derivation of mm -hmm. it at all, mm -hmm. always meaning to demean. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, the history is so steep and so yeah. deep, yeah. you know, that that even you could see it all over the, the history yeah. books. But unfortunately, it's not being taught in mm -mm. schools mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I agree with you that it's it, there is no place for it right. in the school system. Yeah. There really isn't any place for it at all, even mm -hmm. in music. And I think the mistake that a lot of our young artists may make is they think they're taking back the term. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. I'm taking back this term. I'm going to make it my own. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is not really, they're not really doing that at all. Right. They're creating confusion yes. in society yes. and giving people permission to use it yeah. without the context. The context yeah. is this history that mm -hmm. you, that we're trying to share and that, that is, it's important that is taught yeah. um, to all of the students so they can make a more educated decision. Mm -hmm. So do I want to use this term now that yeah. I know and understand, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what this means? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think um, I think a, as a, a part of that confusion, particularly somebody who is not African American, is the is the African American use of the term, sure. right? And so it confuses people. So wh why can they use it and I can't use it if if they're not offended? If you have people that are, you know, and I, I often think about like my father and his and his brothers, and anytime I heard that word, it was almost like. Um, when they would use that word, it would be for people who were doing stuff that was like undesirable, mm -hmm. right? So it wasn't like there was love in that word. It was more like those, you know, those people who are who are, you know, not respecting themselves or not respecting their communities and that kind of thing. And I think in that space, it started to become confusing um, because it's like, well, they're using it, you know, why, you know, why can't any, why can't anybody else? But I think, like you said before, there's no space for it. Right. There's there's no space for it, especially when you understand the history and especially when you teach kids the history. Right. And I think that's so important yes. that they that they really get that um, because it, it particularly when we talk about education being relevant. You know, that's relevant. Mm -hmm. That's relevant. Um, if they hear it, you know, if they're using it, you know, that that's relevant. And we and we want them to not use it. We want them to get that. This is not acceptable right. right and there's right. no space for it right. but as long as you know that debate gets carried out on social media or whatever then it continues to um you know be to, to be yeah to be perpetuated mm -hmm. to be used so i think it's really um you know going back to you know one getting you know all, educating yourself about the the social and historical context but also doing that for students and then saying, because of this, you know, we won't use it. As an English teacher, I taught Huck Finn. And one of the reasons why I taught Huck Finn, because it allowed me to um, really d dive deep into the use of that word. And it was the only way that I could do it. 
right? But it's like, I'm not gonna be able to, um, to really sort of like educate kids on this word if I don't teach this text. There was no magic in the text Huckleberry Finn, but I knew through the curriculum that I was teaching that this was the only place where I could really sort of safely have these conversations with kids. And they were powerful conversations. They were things that kids just didn't know sure. because they hadn't been taught. Right. You know, right. and right. so once we did that, there were kids that were like, I did not know this. You know, I only, you know, I only knew this about the word or I only heard it in a song or whatever. And it's like, you know, there were kids who were like, you know, black, white, Hispanic, Asian kids, I will never use that word again. Okay. And it's like, that's what I wanted. You know, mm -hmm. that was the outcome that we wanted, right. Right. you know, right. but that has to also be, that couldn't come. First of all, it didn't happen just because I'm a black teacher. Those really safe conversations and those really effective conversations came because I educated myself mm -hmm. on the word. And I really, really thought about like how safe one, we didn't do it on day one of the class, right? right? Sure. We did it when it was, you know, when I knew that it was a safe space, a safe learning space for us to have these conversations. I had built relationships with the kids, mm -hmm. so they were safe with me and I was safe with them. Right. And they were safe with each other. And then we can have really tough conversations like that. Yeah. But not until we built that safe community of right. learning. Right. Yeah. But, but if for some reason, you know, before that community is built and, you know, because what we get, we often get questions um, by educators, you know, they'll have these scenarios where the kids, they hear the kids, they overhear the kids throwing the word out, either reciting a song or just calling each other that, using it as a term of endearment. And the teachers, many of whom are white teachers, ask us, what are we supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. Like, how am I supposed to address mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. um, we also have seen where the word has been used in a demeaning way. Yeah. So the school system then has to respond to mm -hmm. it. And a lot of times they're not sure, how do we respond to this mm -hmm. when we have a racial incident where the N-word is used? We've, we've heard you know, a number of times where um, you know, it would be something that would blow up in the whole community. Mm -hmm. It's all over social media mm -hmm. now. It's in the mm -hmm. newspapers. Mm -hmm. And so now the school is doing everything in their power to try to like, you know, um, bring everybody back into, into good graces. And it, it goes beyond just like, I'm going to teach this in instruction because they often aren't ready mm -hmm. when this happens mm -hmm. and they're reacting to it mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, respond mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. And so how would you, you know, how would you advise a school system, a school district, you know, um, in, you know, addressing an issue like this or being even in ways that they can be proactive to hopefully help avoid incidences where students are intentionally trying to demean their classmates or their peers. Um, how would you, you know, how would you recommend that a school district address that or yeah. be proactive? Yeah, um, I think, you know, so, so language matters, right? Sure. Words matter. So one of the things I think I would, I would really start with is having kids come up with like, what are alternatives to this word? So particularly if we're using, if, if we're saying that we're using this word in a space where it's safe or whatever, you know, this is my friend or whatever. Is there another word you could use? Is there another word you could use, you know, in place of in place of the N-word? Mm -hmm. Could you use a word like brother? Mm -hmm. Could you use a word like dude? Could you use a word like friend? Like could you could you use like so have kids come up with, you know, like like a, 
acceptable language. Mm -hmm. I think I, I, that would be proactive. And I would do that in the beginning of the year, particularly if you know that this, th that you have be. heard this word and it could be a problem. I think the other thing that I would do is going back to what we talked about, like I would have lessons on the social and historical context of the word so that there are no excuses about, you know, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, I've heard it in this place. I've heard it in this place. Some kids hear it in their families, you know? And so it's like in this space, you know, and I think make sure that your teachers understand it too and understand that, you know, and I think you have to start there. Um, but also empower teachers in terms of like, how do we address it? So, and, and if, if I address it, you know, if, if Dr. Breland in her classroom addresses it this way, then Ms. Leek needs to address it too. Like we need to be on the same page. So I can't say it in Ms. Leek's classroom if I can't say it in Dr. Breland's classroom. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important right, in terms of making sure we have that consistency, that it is not allowed here. It is not acceptable here, right. you know? Right. Um, and I think that's a good place to start. But I think that education, making sure that we all understand the, you know, why this word is so injurious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I really love the idea of having the students come up with replacement mm -hmm. words because they take ownership of that. Yes. And yes. anytime students take ownership, they're, they're more, more um, likely to follow it. Absolutely. Because it's theirs and it's not the adults imposing something on them, but it's them coming up with their own solution. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's their buy-in at yes. that point. Yes, you know? yes, um, And I feel like that's powerful. Yes, you know? absolutely. Right? That's, absolutely. That's really... And they will use that language. Mm -hmm. They will they will use that language. I think also bringing kids on in on, so when somebody does make a mistake, because this is that restorative practice piece too, sure. when somebody does make a mistake and use that term, what do we as a community do? We as a community, meaning the students too, what do we as a community do? And I think bring them in on that. Sure. Bring them in on, you know, um, you know, what the mistake is or what the violation is and also what the what the response will be. Right. I think empowers them so. to be allies. Yep. Really, we give them those tools to be to be the allies that we want them to be. Right. What we don't want is for school districts to become reactive. Yeah. You know, because yeah. what they do is they become reactive and then they look to put a Band-Aid on yes. the situation. Yes. Um, but it needs to be a part of the culture of the school district. That's right. A culture of respect, a yes. culture of empathy, a culture of, um, you know, strong, That's positive right relationships with mm -hmm. one another and to create that culture starts with some deliberate action yes and so you know at the beginning of the school year and and october you know if you're watching this in october mm -hmm. it's still not too late that's you're right still early in the school year <laughs> right. to establish you know um norms mm -hmm. around what's acceptable language yes. and what is not acceptable language that's right you know um we we often will you know punish students for using profanity or some teachers will just allow it. Mm -hmm, it's not a big deal mm -hmm, at all. Mm -hmm. This is not profanity. Right. It is much more profane yes. than profanity. I agree. Um, I agree. And we say that because there is a history here mm -hmm. where this word was taken and, and created specifically yeah. to demean, dehumanize, mm -hmm. um, to, to, um, to create separation, yes. um, to create shame. That's right. And, you know, everything that that is negative, yes. you know, centered around this word. Um, and it's not to say that any other racial slur 
like no racial slur is acceptable. Right. You know, there's a, there's a history behind each of them, but we know that the history behind yeah. the N word is steep and deep. Yes. And so that's right. even though society, you know, maybe you know turning ahead or excusing the word because artists use it in in music and use it in song, um, it is still not acceptable. That's right. It's still not appropriate. That's right. Um, and it still injures. Mm -hmm. Even when we say, I'm just using it as a term of art, or I'm just using it as a term of endearment. Um, that's not, that's not acceptable, especially in the school setting. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I think, um, so this is obviously a conversation we could continue to have because it's so, it runs really deep. In our in 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 uh, American um, society, unfortunately, in American pop culture, um, you know, and this is a conversation we can continue to have. What we hope is that you actually have these conversations in your own professional circles. Right. Um, we hope that in your space of uh, as educators, that you actually kind of wrestle with like, what are we going to do about this? We hope that you find it as unacceptable as we do. And we hope that there is a determination, there's an intention to really address this amongst your students. Right. Um, we don't think it's that hard, but we know that it yeah. can, be, can, be, can be challenging. And so um, we'd love for you to reach out to us and let us know how those conversations went. We'd love to hear about some of the strategies that you've employed in your spaces to, to really address the um the use of of this word to really help students kind of understand um as you talked about how how steep and deep this word is so uh, let us know how it goes yeah yeah definitely yeah again i'm dr tanya breland and i'm erica leek and thank you for joining us <laughs>